and we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because you might have noticed I've been wearing a blue hat for the longest time because, well, I don't believe in wearing a red hat. That changes tonight. Because it's the holiday season, and this is my traditional holiday hat. I thought it was going to be a Make America Great Again hat. Oh, <laughs> trust wait, me. Wait. This hat definitely makes America absolutely much better today. See, the question is, where is that hat made? This show goes with the whole idea that uh, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm going to shoot you dribble all over the place. You can find me online, S-H-U-J-I-N. This is my companion tonight. Um, I'm actually going to be trying again another Guinness. And there's a reason for that. Uh, last weekend, and I, I'll, I'll tell you this before we get started really quickly. Last weekend, I was at, uh, I mentioned about how I'd gone to an uh, Irish pub with some friends. And I had tried an actual pulled Guinness, and it was quite a bit different. And in the intervening time, I've learned that my attempt to try Guinness out of a can was a bad idea and not the way to do it. So I've gotten myself a new can, and we're going to try this with a uh, very frozen mug that I've got, and uh, we'll see how this plays out, and I'll get this started in just a moment. Introducing you to tonight's lineup, which is a little bit different than normal. I'll explain why in a couple of moments. From the Midwest of the U.S., good evening, Bridget. Good evening. From outside of uh, Mueller Town, good morning, Unrendo Tech. Good morning. And across the pond, over into, hey, it's breakfast time, whether you like it or not, Paris, France. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. I'll try to save you the sound effects. <laughs> so um, let me uh, let me give you a real quick uh, rundown as to what's going on with everybody. There is my drink, and it is already foaming over the can. Alrighty, that's uh, well, it started to spout completely out, so that's what it is. And yes, I'm doing this on camera because I can. Uh, I know for well that Joey is in Ohio with family, which is fine. Uh, Dallin is at a concert, so he may be able to show up before we're done. Probably not, but he said that he would try regardless. Um, Heretic Woman is... You know what? I have no freaking clue off the top of my head. And um, she cracked her ribs. Um, what? Apparently, uh, she just sent us a message. Uh, she cracked and bruised her ribs the other day, and she can barely move. So uh, ah. I, I recommend rest, lots of it. And like now, <laughs> stop yeah. texting us, go to sleep, take some yeah. painkillers and rest. Sorry Breathe yeah. slowly. Yeah, that was apparently coming through the uh, uh, the hangout text, which because I'm logged into the uh, HCTV account and not my personal account, I didn't see it. I have to see it come up on my phone, which is currently muted because, you know, the show. So, you know, you go figure that. Anyway, 
So uh, I guess um, Heretic Woman is uh, on the injured reserved list. Oh, okay. okay. And um, yeah, that's that. Yeah. You, you're the medical expert. You know, this is uh, exactly the kind of thing you want to be sitting at a computer for, right? Oh, absolutely. A lot of fun. Yeah. Feels yeah. great. Yeah. No, no, let's, let's, let's not do that. Uh, on the bright side. Hey, look at the bright side. The ER visit's not going to cost you uh, in our mental leg. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's 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 the old joke tech uh i'd give my left arm to be ambidextrous something like that yeah i've 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 heard that i once it's upon been, a time it's I been worked, a while yeah once upon a time ago uh, i worked with a guy who had his right arm and part of his right leg i believe it was uh severed by a, a, a railroad car because as a kid he was jump at railroad cars because you know stupid kids mm. and what are you gonna do if kids. yeah or at least give them a better education yeah well it, it was it was it was definitely <laughs> a time ago anyway yeah so we're we're gonna be it for you for tonight probably for the most part we'll see what happens but uh thank you for joining us if you are watching live of which of course i know for will that uh Trippin is there, Stephanie. Hi, guys. Uh, please, of course, take advantage of the live chat feature. I don't care where it is on your screen. It's The important part is it's on mine, which is over here. And if you don't know where I'm pointing, it's because you're listening to the audio version. You can thank Dallin for that later. So thanks, man. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a weird night because we got a couple of, uh, we got a couple of things that are going to be very uncomfortable to talk about, uh, not the least of which is uh skyrim memes because the whole arrow to the knee <laughs> to the face to the everything and and <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go into that i'm not gonna make fun of this guy I don't I don't he's already done to himself i'm sorry i don't actually play skyrim no no i don't and and <laughs> there's there's reason for oh, I play Sorry. rest. Yeah, it's, it's so we, we don't have arrow to the knee problems. We have salty problems. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But in any case, well, so, I mean, one thing that you can say about the guy is he totally redefined what missionary position looks like. <laughs> I have no idea what you did to the poor guy, but it it sounds like a a, a drink is in order. Almost, almost. It's uh too soon. I know. We'll see. And for uh, for the record, yes, it's uh, it's settling out nicely. It's almost there. I'll give it a couple more moments before I start sipping on it. It's only uh, it's only she half. Give you, she give you plenty of time for your rant. Yeah, yeah, it does. So how about I go ahead and I do that, and then I'll uh, tell you a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you the history of this particular uh, mug and. Just about uh, just a couple moments. Hit it. However, with five minutes on the clock, like I said, your five minute freestyle is going to start right now. Toast. Uh, I got bad news for you. Uh, when I when I wrote what the title was supposed to be and what I was thinking of, uh, <laughs> I actually forgot what the secondary meaning was supposed to be for this. So, uh, <laughs> <and clears throat> so toast. Oh, of course. 
we could just go ahead and uh, talk about how we could just raise a glass and respect to people. And that's something that's actually pretty important to me. It is a meaningful gesture, even if it doesn't necessarily do anything for the people that have perhaps gone past. I mean, we've on many an occasion talked about or, or raised a glass to absent friends. Of course, they're not going to know that you're doing it because if they're just not there, well, they'll hear about it later, maybe, if anybody wants to go ahead and feel full of themselves. Or, of course, in the case of those that have died, well, they're not going to complain. So, you know, whatever. But toast, of course, in another term is basically that you've been roasted. Or you roasted yourself. Some people just don't realize when they've been severely burned or don't even have the smarts to realize that they just need to just shut up. But that thankfully, too often. This is my part. You don't get to rebut just yet. But the problem that we end up with are the people that don't even realize how badly. They are in a hole. How much it's, they're just got the dumpster fire licking at their feet, consuming them from their ass up. And, oh man, we know these people. These are the people that are so Dunning-Kruger, they don't even know what the hell Dunning-Kruger is. They might think it's a brand of cigarettes for all they care. These are the people who don't even understand how absolutely livid they make people who care and that's maybe the thing that hurts me the most the thing that burns me the most that that toasts my bread all the way through whatever the expression is supposed to be because i'm making up shit now and i know it people need to be educated and we've talked about that too many damn times to ignore it's important. It's important to have that stuff learned. And it's not necessarily the what do you learn. It's how do you learn. It's learning how to critically understand stuff. It's more than, you know, two weeks of how do you differentiate the difference between opinion and fact and, okay, we're done with that, moving on. No, man. It's about learning how to understand what is opinion and what is fact and why people conflate the two incorrectly. People need to be learning stuff. People need to be growing. Being toasted on the outside is all well and good. Marshmallows, people love them when they're done. Exactly that way. You make a s'more. That's great. Problem is, you end up with an outside that is hard and resists anybody touching it. It's stupid. It really is that people just say, I know what I know, and that's it, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, that's just moronic. What's wrong with you people? Don't you understand? When I get involved with somebody in an argument online, 
I do my best not to yell and scream. I do my best not to make fun. I do my best to not insult. But every once in a while, I get disappointed. Sorely disappointed with people that I thought should know better. And not only do they not, they won't even listen. They won't bother learning. And there's nothing to be done about it. And that just burns me from the inside out, which is completely backwards. Maybe that's what makes it so frustrating for me. Because I care. I have a burn from the inside out. Whereas these people are burned from the outside in. And it doesn't even touch their core. But it does mine. This episode 237 on the docket. First Amendment versus the Prime Directive. Uh, I'll fill you in on the particulars of the whole damn thing. But Joseph, I know that you wanted to jump in in the middle of it all. So whatever it is that you wanted to say, I'll give you your chance now before we really truly get into the whole damn thing. Well, it was all a question of timing. I just wanted to share the tail end of my toast. Okay, thanks. That's beautiful. And just to let you know, I turned the oven off just in time, so nothing was burned. That's great. I, it's, that's what, I was much more concerned then that, um, from what you were saying, that maybe a, the gas oven. I, I, I should not be. I don't yeah. have one. It's, 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 you know, it's fine. It's going to be one of those nights. 237. The First Amendment versus the Prime Directive. Okay. So for some people, this is going to take a little bit of uh, explanation. For those of you that are of the geek persuasion, you've already got this. Uh, forgive me, I'm doing this part for the normies. All right. The First Amendment here in the United States has a number of things that it specifically lays out for the people. The right to redress for grievances, the right to free and unfettered speech from the government within reason the right to uh, assembly, the right to believe however you like to believe without interference from the government. Again, within reason, for instance, people who decide that they want to have uh, uh, atomic weapons as part of their religious beliefs probably are not going to be allowed to do that until the orangutans come into office. Plural. I should add plural. I, I I know. Bridge is probably chuckling really quietly right now with her mic off, and that's that's good. That's fine. Um, and the prime directive is probably the one that uh, is going to take a little bit of explanation. That comes from the Star Trek universe, or at least what some of us remember as the Star Trek universe. Yes, I'm salty. Shut up. The prime directive basically is that Starfleet is not to interfere with the cultural evolution of a planet that has not yet joined the Federation or at least has not joined the spacefaring rest of the galaxy. I guess the best way of, of putting it. Now, that has, uh, that has been 
bent and broken a couple of times, which is not really a thing that we're going to get into. But the idea it seems sound. You don't want to... Well, for instance, if you were to suddenly say, hey, um, I have, uh, I have uh, technological expertise in gunpowder, and I would like to now give it to you, you Celts who are, um, you know, back in the back in the thousands AD, uh, I'd like to give you uh, the information on gunpowder so that you can fight off the uh, the French who are coming across. It would completely change everything because that level of technology in the hands of anybody that shouldn't otherwise have normally gotten it they would probably start to, you know, conquer, well, um, everybody until gunpowder was found elsewhere. But then you'd always, you know, get armor, Kevlar, and ATVs, and refined oil. You, you get the idea. It just screws everything all to hell. Well, this, uh, this, this, this one guy who decided that he wanted to go be uh, an evangelical, uh, an evangelist, I should say, uh, a missionary to a very isolated tribe in the Indian Ocean said, "You know, I'm I'm going to go out there and I'm going to I'm going to teach them Christ and and Jebus and all that stuff." And he was promptly arrowed to death. So the idea that yes, you can believe whatever you want within reason now butts up against the whole you should not be interfering with another culture. And it defended itself quite vigorously and justifiably, it would seem. So we're going to go through, we're going to talk a little bit about what the hell these, these missionaries think that they're doing. Going out there to the rest of the world and, and preaching and trying to convert people. And why that's a really bad idea anyway. Because there's a whole bunch of pieces with that. And since uh, Heretic Woman is not here at the moment, uh, really quickly, I did go looking around for information. I have I have no new news on Rafe Badawi, unfortunately, which is, of course, much more the norm than not. But in any case, as of the recording of tonight's show, it is now six years, five months, ten days since he was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting and we're still hoping. Now with that out of the way, I know that there's stuff that's popped up over on the, uh, uh, over on the live chat. I'm going to get to that in just a couple of moments, but um, I will, uh, I will go ahead. I will start having part of my drink. I will tell you about this mug a little bit later, but uh, any, any, uh, anybody want to open up with uh, any ideas, any thoughts, any, any word about this, uh, this, Gentleman, what the hell was his name? Even John Allen Chow, that's who it was. So, uh, anybody want to say anything, chat up about this uh, to start off with at all? Meanwhile, everybody's microphone is muted. <laughs> it's wow. kind of hard to talk when you're muted. He was just following his programming. 
What That's, he did was very stupid. He had already been warned off from them a couple of days prior. Yeah, but his in his in his head, uh, he was doing. He was going. Actually, he was on a mission to quote unquote save them, and I'm sure he was completely convinced of his um, of the quote unquote moral. Let us scare quotes here. <laughs> moral, uh, the moral amplitude of what he was doing. He was, but how could they have made it any more clear that he was not welcome? Have you ever tried to reason with a believer? Yeah, but filling them full of arrows a couple of days prior, I would have gotten the hint if I were him. Oh, he, they he got a me. first round of arrows. He did, and then he came back. <laughs> but um, according to... Jo Joseph, well, the, yeah. I forget. I can't remember. Please remind me. Were you ever of a particular faith and full belief down to your core? Uh, Anglican, yeah. Anglican, I'm not familiar with I even with that. have a golden, but they were planning on weaning me for seminary. Um, yeah, I was very, very religious. I, I used to go to... Um, I'd memorize Bible passages after school. Even at a very young age, I went to a special uh, after-school thing. So you remember the parts where... I, I don't know if Anglicans are uh, are of the nature to go out and try to save others. Are they? Not really, no. Anglican okay. is convenient Catholic light. So that's where you're missing out. See, I was with the whole... Uh, uh, I wasn't really a whole in, uh, heavily into Judaism when I was being brought up Jewish, but oh. when I felt for being born again, oh my God, I felt hard. And the the know, Bible classes I went to were run by Baptists, though. And, and it was my job; it was my my soul's duty to go and help people see the light. To save them from what was going to happen if they didn't get saved. Oh, I am speaking from experience. I wouldn't okay. otherwise. Right. But no. that's how somebody who was full of arrows the first time around could go back for a second round. Mm. And anybody of a rational mind just would not understand that. They, they yeah, but... I would have taken the hint. <laughs> this guy obviously was not taught to have a rational mind. Yeah, but they also teach you that being a martyr is uh, um, beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To put it bluntly. Yeah. It's desirable to, to die for your sins. And there's something you can expect something after this life. So, you know, if um, all does not go well, then, uh, well, you'll be rewarded later for your. <clears throat> I shall fear no evil. Yeah. So well, we could yeah. argue that the evil in this case was actually the guy trying to evangelize them, but anyways. Evil is a point of view, I agree. Mm -hmm. But their point of view is I shall fear no evil. I walk with God. I go with glorious purpose. God is with, my armor. <clears throat> no, I walk with whatever they told me. <laughs> yeah. There's that. <laughs> and uh there's a there's a piece about this that was also put out there that I had thought about, but I wasn't thinking about it at this point. Uh, that Stephanie had put it there. It is, um, and uh, Bridget 
it's not directed at you, but uh, you're, you're definitely the one for this one. Uh, that was a second visit and is illegal to land there as they do not have immunity to many of the diseases we carry. That is true. We they can have, have isolated, you know, for, I mean, since their start, I suppose. And uh, why would they have ever been exposed to all the pathogens that the normal population carries? They wouldn't have been. Well, the, let's not say normal, let's say the greater population, because I, I think that's a better way. Um, the reason I wanted to specifically hit on that is uh, a little piece of kind of science behind it all. Just because we get immunized doesn't mean that we kill all of the pathogens that come our way, right? All right, we just build up immunity to them. We can still be carriers. And therein lies part of the problem, isn't it? And in their past, if they had a visit from the white man one time and everybody started getting sick after, and that's all they know of it, well... Well, truth be told, I mean, what more do you really need to know at that point? I mean, it may only be one data point, but that's a... When you lose, you know, 20% of your population, that's mm -hmm. a pretty big data point. I mean, the um, uh, the 1913 flu, uh, what was it, 30% uh, of the population? Anybody? Google? Yeah, I'm not sure of the exact percentage, but it was quite high. I know it was millions mm -hmm. and millions and millions. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. Um, and I use white men figuratively because, uh, well, it doesn't really matter what color anyone is. But, oh, um, it, 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 in this particular case, it absolutely makes a difference. That's a good uh, marker. Yeah. Especially considering the differences in their skin color because melanin, because of where they are in relation to, you know, the equator, closer to the equator, higher melanin. There's mm. a reason for that versus uh, somebody who was from, uh, well. He's part Asian, no? Yeah. Yep, so uh, he would have had a much more fair skin. So apparently these people, according to the Wikipedia entry, have a known history of being extremely hostile to the outside world as well as refusing interaction with the outside world. Uh, they have a history of killing any outsiders who approach or who have landed on the island. Um, which is probably good because like we were talking about you know not having the immunities that we have we could kill them with a sneeze mm -hmm. or um, less hell just breathing on them would be releasing stuff i mean just existing there but that's just our reasoning from our outside view and i'm not sure what information they were they're they're working on uh, because um how much contact did they have with the outside world none other than killing them, they, they said that. Nothing. Yeah, they said that it was probably one of the last of the uh, post-Neolithic tribes on on the planet. Actually, it's what uh, I read. Oh, Maybe mm -hmm. mistaken. The British in 1880 tried to establish contact. Um, it led to a group of Europeans coming. Upon the arrival, the islanders fled to a tree line. And so what did the British do? Captured six people, an elderly man, a woman, and four children. Uh, the man and woman died from disease. 
Um, so the British sent the children back with gifts to try to convince the rest of the remaining people that they were friendly. Infected. Uh, and it, it had the opposite effect. Well, it didn't, it, it, there's no report that the, uh, the gifts did anything. But um, it, it speculated that potentially due to the differences in culture that the uh, inhabitants, the natives of the island, may not have recognized the gifts to be what they were intended to be, especially after two people died in their care. Yeah, I can, um, I can, you see, I can, I can just see that. Hey, smallpox Larry! Yeah, you got a couple of blankets we can give these guys? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, an anthropologist uh, from 67 to 91 kept trying to make, um, leave gifts on the beach island, trying to make contact and be friendly. And he ended up ceasing in 91 because <laughs> they refused his efforts. Can't um, why. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm looking at just entry after entry, cited entry after cited entry of documentation of no, we don't want you. Go leave us alone. And yeah. uh, I'll actually put that right here in the chat so we can post it. I appreciate that. No problem. Yeah. So and, you know, there's, there's a certain point where you have to kind of look at the stuff and go, um, yeah, you know what? Uh, they they basically don't want to be they don't want to be in touch with us. Okay, that's 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 fine. Let's just uh, keep and, their wishes. And, and enforce it, which the Indian government has been doing. Yep, there are laws uh, against attempts without the government's permission. There are laws against going there. Yep, yep. But um, this so, this guy decided that was uh, that was the yep. thing to do. His first attempt, um, John Allen Chow Show, whatever. Chow. Yep. Uh, Twenty-six years old. Traveled there illegally using the aid of some local fishermen. Um, he paid roughly about 384 American dollars to the local fishermen to smuggle him to the island. Uh, he even knew he was doing it illegally. Proof by his actions was he waited until nightfall to do it. Um, the fishermen warned him. Not to do this. Warn and warn and warn and warn and warn. He had a Bible and gifts. He was attacked by arrows. He returned later that same day. Wrote about how the islanders were angry. And he had attempted to sing worship songs to them. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, the, the tribe by name, by the way, is the, let's see how well I can, I can uh, pronounce it. Uh, the Centinelese. That's better than what I was going to first think, try. I think that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. I could be completely wrong, and I'm not going to try it again. So whatever. What I did Ooh. learn, though, is that they have their own musical styling. Uh, polyphonic, uh, polyrhythmic. It's, I, I think the best way of describing it would be something analogous to, analogous to um, Dixieland, where everybody is performing something and you work it so that everybody's song plays with everybody else's, even if it's not really on its own 
a, a, a song per se. Now I'm, I'm saying that because the theory behind music is weird in a lot of different ways. That's as much as I was able to learn. So leave that as, as it is. Oh, but look at this. Like, yeah. There's more here, dude. This, this wasn't like a one, two shot. He went back the second time on the next day and the people broke his kayak, forcing him to swim back to the boat that brought him in. A couple days later, he went back for a third time, told the fishermen to leave him there. He wasn't coming back. Well, um, and then later, those right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not alive anyway. Uh, later, the the fishermen reported that they saw islanders attaching a rope around the guy's neck and dragging his body. Whereupon the fishermen fled. Uh, the day after that, they came back and they saw Shao's body on the store on the shore. The seven fishermen that helped uh, John. Uh, they've all been arrested. Good. So, you know, maybe the rest of the surrounding fishermen will get the hint that next time an American comes by trying to bribe them, or I should say a Christian, an evangelical Christian, because it is documented, uh, they'll say no. Well, money does tend to do a lot of talking. Yeah, there is that. There is a crap ton of citations in here. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the The wiki article in particular on this one is is pretty fabulous. And yeah, I'll make sure that that's linked in there. My God, dude. Yeah, Th three times. Three times. We've you shot you. We've broken your boat, and you are shot now on an island with no way to return home. Yeah. Uh, at that point. It becomes this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and I know I'm, I'm laughing at the death of a man here, but no. We're, all right. Let, let's let's be clear. We're not laughing at the death of a human being. I'm laughing we're at laughing. We're we're laughing at the the uh, not arrogance. What's the word I'm looking for? The uh, not chutzpah. The um, hubris. The absolute hubris of this person. I think yeah. that's probably the right word for it. A part of me is laughing at the stupidity, the arrogance, and all the other uh, verbs and adjectives and everything else. Um, mostly adjectives. Another part of me is very sad that somebody was lost their life due to dogma. That's very sad because that's preventable. That's preventable by not having somebody's brain soaked in, in into a dogma, which any religion really is, for so you know so far, so deep, and so long that they can't use critical thinking processes. That's exactly what what I was going getting at when I was talking about programming, because um, yeah. The few religious leaders who do have critical thinking capacities know full well what they're doing when they're they're programming their little army of bots to go out there and um, you know evangelize and bring home um, 
new uh, believers and, well, their 10% of income. Well, you guys have heard of the, the clergy project, right? Oh, yeah. Right. So um, it, it it's, uh, I, I forget which group, um, I think it was, uh, who was it? Richard Dawkins or um, the one who does a, a, the atheist television show out of uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, Matt Delahunty? Matt Delahunty. One of the two of them was talking about the clergy project. And one of them had made a statement that nobody goes in to uh, one of these. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, mind you, folks. Uh, but basically that anybody who studies to, to be a, mem a man or a woman of the cloth and they go to one of these universities to become a priest or rabbi or whatever the heck they want to call themselves, whatever their religion dictates by whatever mechanism they go through. When it, when it comes to the Bible, if uh, they actually have uh, some of these groups, ha uh, you know, these educational groups have departments for people who go in who think they know the Bible, you know, they, they know what they've been told in church they go and now they're reading the Bible and there's all these conflicts and there's all these things. Suddenly things don't start adding up and no, the Bible doesn't actually say this. And oh, look at this because they're now going through PTSD of all this shock of, uh, oh my God, I've been lied to all this time. So some of these people come out, you know that they're no longer believers and the clergy project when they were interviewing people who were coming uh, uh, using the, the, the people, the cloth that were using the clergy project for help were admitting that they were coming out after having done intense biblical study, no longer believing in the Bible. And it, it's the, what we see in between are the people who like this guy, John, who they didn't have the more than likely did not have that intense biblical study. Um, at least I'm willing to bet on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was in his twenties. I mean, yeah. really how much experience. Okay. Admittedly, you could do a, a real heavy deep dive for a couple of years, but at the same time, you know, twenties, they start pretty early, though, and seminary is um, kind of the well, make it or break it period because that, that, that really shows, that shows how far into it you are. Because um, I had the primer for the uh, becoming a youth pastor, youth pastor, and the lessons you take there have almost nothing to do with the Bible. Um, it's about um, uh well how to become a an effective snake oil salesman more than Maintaining anything in your flock right oh oh yeah uh, what do they call that planting the seed they've got all these so sort of <laughs> oh yeah. god i haven't heard that in a while yeah because that, like, that was taught to us as kids yeah and um i was a member of a group called young life hmm. god, oh, god. Par parents if you ever any parent that's listening as a kid going into like junior high or high school, if your kid comes back and says, Hey, my buddy's over doing this trip over in young life. And I would like to go. No, <laughs> it is a Christian organization designed to make your child believe in Christ. Joyful. So, yeah. So this guy decided that he knew better than everybody else. 
or at the very least he thought as much because i mean why else would he say you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and go three times and say just you know just leave me behind everything will be fine don't forget things gonna be fine dunning kruger too because i mean you know um if when when you're in that state of mind um you've only got your to your indoctrinated brain your your indoctrination is your survival model so like he knows nothing else so anything that doesn't match that um it's just rejected it doesn't exist so there's there's no reasoning and that drive to save somebody too uh when the indoctrination is strong is insane for for people out there that may be listening to this that have never really fallen either a have no religion and never have or b have had religion but they never they never reached on that level that they were scared for other people kind of stuff going on here's what happened to me when i was drinking the kool-aid as a born-again christian a jewish christian at that which was kind of interesting i was scared i i was filled with quote unquote love i had that simulated high that we get when we're in a large group and we suddenly emotionally we make a connection with a large group of people and we feel wanted and loved and everything and oh, that, that feel makes, of belonging right right that brought me real high Okay, so now I had this real big high being like on lots and lots of drugs. Not that I've done lots and lots of drugs, but my understanding, according to a few people I've talked to, it's pretty similar. So I had this big high. I did this whole weekend event where my emotions were up here just nonstop. And then towards the end, just before we were leaving, they brought us down low. By showing us, by reminding us that, you know, while we have found Jesus and we have Jesus in our heart and Jesus loves us and we love Jesus and that we are born again and we now have this wonderful life ahead of us and after us, we have a duty to save those around us who don't have that. And I came home and I was scared to death that my mom, who was Jewish, who had never accepted Christ was going to hell. And the first thing I did, which thank goodness I did it, was try to convert her to becoming a born again Christian. Because my mom, <laughs> my mom has got a lot of experience in dealing with fanatics in that respect. And she she didn't smack me down. She didn't lay down to hurt like Matt Dillahunty does. You know, I didn't get hitch slapped or anything like that. She made me read the Bible over. Then she made me read another variation of the Bible. So, you know, I had the King James. I had the Universal or whatever the, the, whatever the hell the approved one at the time, which like international approved. So, on. but you get the idea. Oh, yeah. And, and because of that, because I was determined, you know, she said, read this, then come back and we'll talk. And I was like, okay, great. And what I had been reading was the book that the Young Life people had given me, which had excerpts of the Bible, but not the whole Bible. Oh. Right. And then it told you how to read into those statements. Yeah. Once I got done with the Bible, <laughs> I apologized to my mom so sincerely. I was borderline on tears. 
And that got me, that was the boot to the ass that I needed to get my head out of the clouds, to get my rational mind thinking again. And that right there, I would say, would be the quote unquote downward spiral that led me down the path to becoming um, atheist, to, to non-belief. That was what really kicked off, literally kicked it off. <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, Trippett has got something over here that's uh, kind of interesting. It, it doesn't fall into what you're talking about over here, but I, I want to kind of part this in for a second. Uh, Trippett is saying, uh, I'm still stumped on how the religious, quote-unquote, schools, air quotes, schools, can have law classes. I... I'm going to paint a very large brush, and I don't know that it's necessarily correct, but from what I've seen from those who are in the, you know, uh, Liberty group or whatever the hell name they're going by at these points, it seems to be that what they are versed in is enough of the law and enough precedent of the law at one point with enough backing of explanation of those at a certain point in order to say that a law doesn't actually say what the law says that it means something different from what's actually written on the page because you know technicalities and all that happy horse shit. Because, you know, it, being able to say, we're allowed to put up a Ten Commandments statue so long as we have other religious things up so that we have everybody inclusive. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to put up our Ten Commandments. Oh, uh, by the way, now that we've done that, we've suddenly realized that um, we need to have um, engineering information and uh, insurance on the new stuff that's going to be coming in. And we need that form in triplicate um, on a dot matrix printer using uh, carbon paper between all the levels. So it's all the same. Oh, you, you can't, you can't submit that. Oh, um, uh, well, when, when you can finally get all that information together, we'll be more than happy to approve your uh, Baphomet statue. Maybe, you know, when the next ice age starts. So, you know, Get on that. But otherwise, I mean, we're completely in compliance with the law. I mean, we'll put everybody else's stuff up as soon as they jump through every hoop that we've figured out that we can lay in place for them and, and screw them. But no, but the previous party didn't have to. Right. And that's where you make a really good case in court for, um, you know, uh, where you're showing favoritism. Because you didn't make this religion jump through hoops, but you're making these other ones jump through the hoops to try to, you can make the case that they're preventing them and a good attorney will do that. But of course, you know, it, it, it's just the way that it played out because, you know, it, it, it timing, man, it's, it's, it, we don't, we're not trying to be wrong about it. It's just, well, you know, the timing worked out that way. It's not our fault. Well, luckily you have God. the Church of Satan who, or the Satanic Temple who actually uh, is able to go, oh yeah, we can do all that. 
We did. Now, what's your next excuse? Yep. And, man, good on you guys for that. I still have the coloring book that they, uh, the PDF file of the coloring book. You that and me they both. disseminated to Florida. It was great. I love that. I laugh my ass off. I printed off copies of that and I brought it to work. Oh, that's just, oh, that's just delicious. <laughs> How did that go over, by the way? Well, um, I showed one copy to a buddy of mine who is Jewish. And he thought it was fantastic. He's like, we need to get a Jewish coloring book down there fast. <laughs> exactly. You know, get like a menorah on the front and the star of David on the back or vice versa and all the other fun stuff. I showed it to another guy who was, um, wasn't uh, a practicing anything. And he just thought the, uh, he thought that other than some of the symbolism in there, it was all humanis humanistic in nature. Where's the problem? And yep. he, he knew what the problem was, but he, he, he thought it was, it was well done. And um, those were the only two people I showed. It would have been three, but the lady in question, who was the resident, you should come to Jesus person. Um, <laughs> she, I was waiting for her to come by again to give her one of those. Is it, but Unfortunately, she never tried again. So I don't know if she knew I had something waiting for her or if she had just given up by then because every time she tried to come by, I always had a rebuttal or some sort of whatever to, you know, because I was getting tired of that shit at work. But Man, I, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, I, I was getting close to going to HR. Can't say I blame you. So, yeah. And, uh, Tripping, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Well, uh, give me the forms they filled out. Yeah, see that that's the thing. At that point, those forms are no longer useful because you know all of the requirements have changed, so you, you can't even use those. And, and so, working for a government entity right now, I can honestly say that um, if one line in a form changes, the previous forms are rejected. You must use the new form. I, I'm not kidding. They can move the comma one character space to the left. Boom, that pass form is no longer valid except for unless it was submitted before the change. That's the only time because I've got um, – I have one form that I use on a weekly basis. It has been through four revisions. I get an email if I accidentally use an old copy. I got to the point where, okay, archive all the old copies to external media format, delete from my system. I have just the newest copy now. That's it. And that way I don't make that. Yeah. Yep. I'm not even allowed to change the file name. No, no, of no. course not. Because I mean, why would you? So if I have three copies of this file, I have to make three different folders, uh, making sure that I don't accidentally overwrite them. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a beautiful thing. So, so now that we've had our, uh, now that we've had our fun with all this. Okay. Maybe, maybe just one more point. Um, the, the 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 satanic temple um activity book it was only basically just one step away from the adams family don't you think <laughs> not wednesday level more more um sorry more like fester level where entertaining rather than truly grim where with wednesday everything was truly grim 
well, but that was that was her that was her fun. Yeah, yeah, but for Fester, it was more of there had to be more excitement rather than depression. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, I get a more Fester vibe. You know, lots of smiles and such, and doing things rather than, uh, yes, we will sacrifice. Da, da, da. Yeah. Okay. There, there, there is that. Yeah, where Fester was a smiley guy. He was. Even yes. if he was, even if he was on the rack, even if he had a light bulb in his mouth, yeah, that, which, which is, if he had a light bulb in his mouth, yeah, but that that's that's an old that is an old trick. It may be an old trick, but uh, it was still cool. It's it's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, so but the, but the point is, is that uh, the the books were fantastic. Yeah, and other than some mild symbolism, which really wasn't that nasty, um, the. All the all, all the 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 teachable moments in the book were not satanic moments, short of the one of, oh, so and so is going to get ready to practice their ritual, color in all the fun stuff. You know, that's the closest they got to anything truly satanic. The rest of it was humanism wrapped in a satanic temple wrapper. Yeah. It was it was still it was still beautiful. Uh, it's easy to find the activity book. Uh, I don't know that we can link to it directly. I will get I'll I'll see if I can find it over on uh, over on the Satanic Temple's uh, website. But the, it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing. And for anybody that might be unfamiliar with the Satanic Temple, or or maybe kind of getting a little bit worried because we're we're talking about. Satanism, kind of, kind of not. Um, trust me when I say that the Satanic Temple, if you read through their seven tenets, David is not one of them, but I'm pretty sure that you can e easily say, yeah, these are, these are actually good tenets. Funny how that works. Anyway, so the piece of it all that uh, I really wanted to hit was oh and uh, sorry Stephanie was also saying by the way uh, have you seen the Adult Wednesday videos on YouTube they're funny I believe I've seen one but uh, I'll take a look for that and uh, you can buy the coloring book from their shop okay for five means... bucks yeah okay which means I will find and I've already got it you've got the link to it good thank you I'll make okay. sure that's in the show notes okay so there are a number of different organizations that go out to do missionary work, evangelical work. And to the best of my knowledge, and admittedly, I'm, I'm just going off the top of my head, to the best of my knowledge, the vast majority, if not all, uh, all right, I'll go with just the vast majority, I believe, are some Christian groups. Not the least of which, of course, we have to talk about two in particular because they are annoying as hell because they'll come to your door. The Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> and the Mormons. Whether they want to be called the Mormons or not, the Mormons which is completely different from the Mongols who will come to your door and they will take over your place and there's nothing you can do about it. So just lay back, think of England and smile, I guess. I, I don't know, pass that. But um, 
yeah, the we've we've talked about this before. The Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons and and the Mormons in particular. Oh man, just the 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 two kids. Uh, you know, I almost feel bad for them because you can pick them out easy because they look like. Oh my God! I'm gonna be I'm gonna be inter- I, I, oh wow. I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start uh, channeling my inner Deadpool insult generator right about now. Um, the 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 young the young door to door Mormon kids look like if the Geek Squad tried to become hitmen, but still didn't understand that milk toast had nothing to do with either milk or toast. Jeez. Oh, so. Yeah, it's, that's um, yeah, that's 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 pretty good. Uh, the Mormon kids look like um, uh, look like uh, oh, oh God, this is this is this is about to be really bad. They look like they could be the backup singers in the Blues Brothers band, but they forgot to take their jackets <laughs> with them, and they're wearing shorts. Okay, fine. I got nothing otherwise. And and forgive me for closing my eyes. One of my contact lenses keeps trying to pop out of my face for some reason, and I don't know why. So just whatever. What are you? What are you? What are you showing? Oh yes, you've got the you've got the picture. That's good. Yes, we'll entice people to go and spend their five dollars because why the hell not? Yeah. And if you and if you do, by the way, please let them know that uh, it, it's because of us. Point of our way. Thanks. Here, here, here's something that's really funny. Uh, if you look at the picture of the little girl with the purple shirt, how she has the pentagram uh, around her neck with the two points up, one point down. Yep. The inverse of that, where it has the one point up and the two points down, is uh, typically worn by a lot of people who identify as pagan. And I always thought it was funny that people. I'm guessing they were Christians would point at that and go, Oh, you're, you're, you know, you're a um, agent of Satan. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, one point up and two points down the, the upside down version of, of that pentagram is actually historically is a symbol of protection against demonic origin. So, um, no, you're full of shit. <laughs> But they don't know it. You know, what do you expect? They see something that's not a um, medieval torture device and they freak out. Yeah. Yeah. And and let's not forget, too, you know, these are also the people that uh, also have a hard time trying to differentiate the idea that the swastika wasn't always a symbol of hate and repression and nationalism. Once upon a time, it used to be a symbol for um, peace and um not in the direction it's pointed it's the other way around and it's rotated 45 degrees yeah it's just like the two different versions of the pentagram you know a minor alteration and suddenly now it's no longer a symbol of peace but a symbol of nationalism and fascism and it was very common in greco-roman architecture as a as a yeah it's engraving yeah because it's a it's a simple geometric shape I mean, it, it it's kind of 
kind of hard not to do. I mean, 90 degree angles. Ooh, scary. I mean, as opposed to, you know, the the rug in the Oval Office of the White House, where supposedly the eagle's head in times of peace, the eagle head points towards the olive branch. In times of war, it points towards the arrows, supposedly. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I think it is. But it, whatever. Get the idea. Anyway, so like I said, the groups that end up going out there doing evangel evangelizing and missionary type work and, and proselytizing tend much more often to be some Christian stream. Like I was saying, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, and I'm gonna start in, I'm gonna stop insulting these groups now because that's cheap shots. Uh, which by the way, um Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, yeah, uh, once you guys stop, um, d uh, oh crap, what was, what was the disfellowship? Yeah, until you guys finish up that whole disfellowship, yeah, you guys can just, um, just go die in a fire. Metaphorically speaking, that is, because I, I don't advocate violence, just your, your teachings can just go die in a fire. Thanks there. But what is it that they're really trying to do? We sure. know what the we know what the Mormons are doing because we know why they're doing it and what they're doing. You, I'm sorry, I cut you off there, Tech. Mind control. See, that's a that's a good start right off there. Mm -hmm. That's a good start right off there, uh, because with the Mormons, uh, don't forget they're also the ones who do the. Uh, I think it's Ancestry.org. Yeah, really, they do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, because there they want to. Uh, they can baptize somebody posthumously. It's ancestry.com, right? Think so. No. But but to get back to the the um, yeah, it's based the, out of Utah. Yeah, well, just uh, ding 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 ding. Um, <laughs> but getting back to your 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 evangelizing, like the the. The role is to 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 go out and and convert everybody. You know, when when you get into, I don't want to get too much into psychology, but I mean, there's two types of people. There's people who now know how to make value judgments for themselves, who know how to think autonomously, and then you've got people who don't. And normally, that's the difference between children and adults. You know, an adult can assess a situation and make a value judgment. You know, decide what to do based on all the, the input. But a child tends to rely on, on the parent. And I mean, this is what's um, genetically in us, that there's this, um, our deference to authority. You know, it, it's a survival tool. So, you know, until a certain age, we're, we're basically, we're surviving by imitation. So, when our only means of survival is imitating our neighbor or our quote unquote leaders or whatever, you know, that's a survival model. And if that's the only survival model we have, well, how are we going to teach other people to survive? And uh, the only option is to make other people obey the same model as, as, as we do. Yeah. There's a piece about this too. That's, um, Th there's also just... the, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say that um, th there's a piece about this that just kind of popped in my head that uh, it really 
really pisses me off now that I just thought about it. One of the main reasons why so many in the Christian groups think that they need to go out there, need to go out there to evangelize and to save these populations that have never heard the word of Jesus is because they themselves are afraid of hell. A mythical construct. The brain thinks that because it's we're working on two different levels of working subconsciously and and quote unquote rationally, and and our subconscious, you know, these guys they make sure they do everything to tie it into our subconscious to our survival instinct. So as far as these evangelists are concerned, uh, everybody who is not quote unquote like them is in danger of um death that's what the brain thinks but of course after the fact rationalization they'll they'll tie that into like salvation or whatever but um instinctively that's that's i'm persuaded anyways that's that's how they're working and it's not only evangelization it also it also explains this mentality explains also the parents who reject their kid who will not um, follow the faith, you know, because as far as the parents are concerned, their kid is dead if he doesn't obey them. Sorry, what I miss? We're talking about dead kids? Well, well metaphorically speaking. Well, sometimes it does. It's, you know, if you kick a fucking 15-year-old out of the house because he won't, he won't drink his Jesus Kool-Aid, um... You know, that's why, that's why if you go on Reddit, there's atheist havens because you've got so many kids and so many different religions getting kicked out when they don't conform to their parents or churches agreement, you know, uh, thoughts. And, you know, in, in the atheism Reddit, where I tend to. Can I, can I just finish? finish oh, one point i just yeah. wanted to finish the point i, I just wanted to say, you know, go, i'm go, talking go, in a rather go. roundabout way and I, I just like to tie everything together but um basically this evangelist and like what i was talking about the the, the parental instinct and all that it 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 demonstrates that it's tied into our subconscious it's tied directly into our survival instinct and this is really some evil programming that you know whoever set this stuff you know, it's and the thing about this is this this the indoctrination machine I call it. it it's self propagating. Yeah. Once you get it, once you set it off, once you've got people whose only means of survival is imitating the next person, it you know there's there, there's no end to it until you can inject reason into it until you can convince people to quote unquote grow up. Yeah, and the only way that that happens is by uh, shaving the people away before or as they're having kids. Because the problem is, once the uh, in order to keep the propagation going, you need you need children to grow up in the environment without having the ability to question. Exactly. The exactly. Exactly. And that's why the uh, that's why so many of these groups are slowly dwindling away. It's Even taking you know, layers upon layers off little by little. 
And that's why they hate questioning as well. It's not the question they hate. It's the fact that you're questioning their authority. Because if, if a child sees that, that's enough to, to poison their game. Yep. That's the, that's the beautiful part about kids, man. They are just natural scientists. They, they want to keep asking why, why, why? And well, welcome to our show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Normally that has to be beaten out of them. Ain't that the case? Okay. So kind of back on the track. What are they looking to get out of it? Well, like I was saying before, with the Mormons, which, de uh, which uh, tech you, you're now very surprised to find out that they do that whole ancestry.org. Yeah, um, it looks like another company to, uh, took over and has been focused lately on just money making more than anything. So it looks like uh, different investment firms and so on have been like changing hands and such. Yeah, but at the same time. Uh, the fact that the Mormons have been the ones that had been working it previously and probably still working it behind the scenes yeah. for the most part is so that they have people voluntarily putting forward their information so that, yes, you can have somebody posthumously baptized to becoming Mormon and then they can go ahead and say that they have, you know, so many Mormons in their roles whether they like it or not. It, which makes no sense. Don't they have to know where the grave is, though? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. To, no. to baptize a deceased person, don't they have to stand over the grave? Nope. Nope. They have, uh, they have uh, some youngster uh, stand in for the, uh, for, for the deceased. Mm. And they just read off uh, the list of names and they just get dunked over and over and over and over and over. Supposedly they're doing hundreds of thousands a day. Yeah. Luckily none of my information's in there. So, and if you Good want to look up that. their web website, be careful. It's ancestry.com. It's not ancestry.com. I, you know what? We'll, We'll just make sure that we've got the right link for everybody to look it up later. Yeah, that was that was a really bad joke. I'm sorry. Just a little bit. That's okay. Oh, yeah. I I just shamed myself. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're not getting anything for Christmas you, anyway. You, you, you made a tech joke. Just a little bit. So anyway, the um, so the Mormons, they're doing what they're doing, so they get more people. Um, to be part of their religion for some reason that doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, if I remember right, 144,000-ish people come the end of everything are supposed to be the ones that are uh, saved, ultimately. They're, they're the only ones going to heaven, and everybody else is just going to die the final death. Which seems kind of stupid when you keep adding people to that list because that kind of dilutes your odds of being one of the hundred and forty-four thousand. I think I'm I'm pretty sure that's how statistics work. But don't I'm, forget they're no all mathematician, sure but you know that they are the ones who will go. Well, yeah. Try try to explain why people play the lottery, and you find a spot in. 
Did the Mormons have the 144,000 or is that just J-dubs? No, that's, uh, wait a minute. Now, now you're getting me wondering. I yeah, me too. I think it's the Mormons. Because I know the Jehovah's Witnesses also think that it's only 144,000. That it's the, like, 12,000 from each tribe. And is that before or after they put the Jews on the sacrificial earth altar? Don't, I don't, Mormon, know. don't the Mormons have uh, two positive places? One where a limited number will get their own planet, but then the one, another that's one the Mormons. Where, where everybody else will go. Right, and that's the Mormons. But the Jehovah's Witness only think it's a specific number will be saved, and then everybody else is doomed? And they also have an out. They said that, but they say that Earth is heaven. But the thing is, I think after the rapture, there's going to be a part that go to their own special planet thing, doohickey, and um, the rest, well, are going to be the only ones surviving after the rapture. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is going to be gone, which means Earth is basically going to be for them. Yeah, it, which then kind of conflicts a little bit with the uh, Scientologists who think... You know what? I, I don't. I don't even know. It, These guys just, are actively it, it, hoping for gen genocide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite yeah. honestly, if I had to compare Earth in its current condition to any place, I'd say Earth is purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> if I were to make my own religion, I would compare the current state of Earth to purgatory, and that how we're trying to yeah. you know, better. We need to better ourselves to make Earth into heaven. Earth is still a great place, just unfortunately you have to get away from a good lot of the people living on it. Well, no, I'm, I was thinking about if I was to create my own religion, I would make a, an association, you know, an analogy of how Earth is currently in a purgatory state and that we're on the borderline of turning it into either our, our own personal heaven or our own personal hell and that we have people that we have to save so that we have more people working towards the heaven aspect of things than the hell aspect. And, um, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. If, if I w was without scruples, I'd make my own religion and I'd probably be okay at it. I'd definitely make money at it. Yeah. I've thought about doing that a couple of times. That, that's the funniest <laughs> thing because the people, you know, atheists, uh, they would be the best at this kind of thing because they understand it inside and oh, out. Sure. Most of them. And it, which shows that we have more moral integrity because we don't do it. Yeah. Could you imagine like sitting uh, Seth Andrews and Aaron Raw and uh, Hitchens and Dawkins and, uh, you know, the, the rest of them, you know, assuming they were all alive, uh, you know, every single uh, of, of all the greats were alive that are deceased and and have them all put their heads together and make one great big religion, oh, the church wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> oh, the church would be screwed. You want to talk about making a uh, an enemy? It, they'd have to work. Oh my God, they'd have to work. They'd have to think. All hail the great savior Tyson. We want to be we want to be one eyed. I, I don't want to. I, open I go into others. writing prompts. I, I go into writing prompts in uh, Reddit because I love reading up the ideas that people come up with, as well as the responses to them. And somebody came up with a wonderful writing prompt 
that uh, all, all of the world's greatest scientists put their heads together and realized that they had to become a global supervillain to take over and get the Earth back on the right track. And I'm thinking to myself, ooh, I could see that happening. The way shit's going now, I could see all the scientists simply saying, you know what, that's it, taking control, screw you guys. The story <laughs> has been done twice it's in been, popular culture. Yeah, we you know, we don't tell obliging other people to obey your orders. That doesn't always work out well. Well, well no, wait, no, wait a second. There are two in popular culture where this has happened and has worked, sort of, yes, yeah, sort of now. Yeah. Uh, the first, Doctor Doom. Yep. And the second was Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. With Osmandius as well. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you that uh, don't know the reference, uh, I would not be totally surprised. Uh, the Watchmen was a uh, was a movie, was a cartoon. Uh, sorry. It was a, was a comic book, graphic novel, was a cartoon series, which was horrible. Don't go looking at that. Was a graphic novel movie and a live action movie. If you're just going to do it, just do it right and just get the, the live action movie. If you if if you're going to have to get one of them cuz the graphic novel movie and the graphic novel and the live action movie yeah, it's all pretty much exactly the same. Seriously. And and it it's Although if you're a guy and you have an inferiority complex regarding the size of your penis, you won't enjoy the movie. It, whatever. It it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Ladies, yeah, it 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 looks like a like a Smurf who's well hung. It's it's hilarious. Didn't need that. Appreciate that. Poor Smurfette. Not my cool. Oh, whatever. <laughs> We're not gonna go there. Anyway, <laughs> too late. The, the point having been being is that the idea of battling. A cult of personality, which is effectively what a church is, whether it's the uh, um, worshiping at the altar of Joel Olstein's feet. God, I, I, I follow, follow me a second. Versus worshiping at the altar of whatever variation of the Jesus myth, there are differences. The cult of personality ones, where you're following uh, Benny Hinn or Joel Olstein or uh, Pat Robertson or Creflo Dollar or, or any of these other guys, where you're following the guy instead of the, the you know, the book. But, the, but they all are. Hold on a second, because the... Any Joe Schmo could open up a church or Jane Schmo equal time here a second. And they can go by whichever version of whichever book they want. But there is a big difference between calling people to prayer to follow 
whichever book it is that they're working off of versus again joel olstein telling people come into my place and worship me and i'll tell you what's going on with the book but or benny hinn who's saying come in here and give me your prayer requests and your money and we'll celebrate the book as a as a side piece they are the main performer i'm waving my hand in the air madly i can't Um, see that (laughs) yeah that's why i had to say it but arguably um everybody following a religion is following the person and not the book because you can take from the book whatever you want i mean where where's abortion where's their abortion in the bible i mean there's only one passage that actually condones abortion uh the past i forget i forget which one which book it was um, numbers numbers five, okay yeah, yeah. 34 <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm doing my best to efface that from my memory but nice. um nice. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but where the the actual the 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 priest um uh gives um one of his followers wives uh some sort of drink concoction to to that would abort the the child if uh, she was an adulteress drink so, concoction that so is, like anyways that is like the nicest way to put that yeah <laughs> but like where like all these abortion protesters there's nothing about that in the bible so who where where are they getting that from i mean it's not about the bible it's about the guy holding it, it always has been and most most believers they don't even know their bible Agreed, agreed. But again, it's just survived by imitation. It's just survived. It's this pattern. uh, It's that it. You can put whatever label you want on it, whatever religion, whatever fictional, imaginary, um, ventriloquist dummy you want, and call it whatever you want. But it's the same behavior pattern. I I don't disagree with you, but I think that. What I'm trying to point out is that there is a very large difference between the cult of personality that we're talking here. Yes, you come to a church because you follow the individual, sort of. Well, I mean, you, 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 hear, you hear about parents who, uh, you know, like when they have the priest over for dinner and all that. Um, I remember uh, one interview where the the follower i think it was somebody out of the um the the of what we were just talking about it before i've got a total block the 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 one where the priests uh the they get out of the the religion the clergy project i heard an interview where you know he was talking about his upbringing and all that and uh he got into the clergy because of uh well basically his mom because every time he'd invite the the she'd invite the the priest over for for dinner well she would treat him like god he said he was the next the closest thing to god that he knew sorry i got something sent over to me over on uh, twitter and i'm just kind of following up on that trying to figure the part and and i agree with you but i'm trying to figure how i can uh how i can better describe this it's one thing to have a family 
a handful of families even for one congregation to say, you know, this is this guy is super, super duper special and the closest thing to God, you know, short of getting up higher in the, the hierarchy, you know, you start getting up into, you know, the uh, I I can only speak from the Catholic side because that's that's what I grew up with and what I remember. You know, when you start dealing with um, the deacons, the cardinals, I mean, if you'll excuse the expression, God help you, if the Pope ever showed up on your doorstep looking for dinner, hmm. uh, first off, um, no, thank you, bye, piss off, uh, but that's just me. Versus, I'd have it, man. That's all well and good. Me, not, I have not a few so things to say, but um, a few questions to ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can, I can totally see that. Versus, versus the difference in how these upper ups are are viewed compared to you know what. I'm going down. Uh, I'm, I'm looking over the preface, pre precipice of something that's not really going to be helpful for us to go down at this point. So, I'm just going to say I'm going to table this for now. We, we, we go through this a little bit. My my talking about it another time when I can better exp explain it all together because I'm not. I'm not putting it together well enough for myself. Yeah, I winged you. I'm sorry, but I, I just come. I come at it from a completely different angle, maybe. That, mm. which happens, and uh, and that's okay. But and... I would like to see us talk about this, or see more people talk about this from a psychological, the, the like, like, uh, like tech tech said before. Um, you know, from a psychological manipulation point of view. Fair enough. Um, sorry, like I said, uh, I've got a, I've got a picture that was sent over my window. I'm trying to, trying to manage several things simultaneously, and I'm just not doing a real good job of it right now. Because um, the picture I was sent, uh, who was it that sent that over? That was uh, tripping. Uh, yeah. I, I finally got it downloaded so I can actually open it up on, on my screen and rotate it. Um, I I will go ahead and I will say I don't know what the hell to make of this. This is a really trippy piece. And um, it's it's going to take me a little bit of time to try to figure the hell out of it. Uh, how about I... Here, how about I, I go ahead and I just let you guys take a look and see at this and we'll figure it out after words because I've made it a little bit uh, I've made it a little bit bigger and rotated it so I can actually see it properly on my screen uh, and before anybody goes ahead and says well can you describe it uh, that's no. bizarre no uh, no I, I cannot uh, so what the hell yeah yeah I'm not entirely certain what this is supposed to be uh, I'm gonna get a little bit more information uh, a little bit later, but wow. for the time being, uh, yeah, um, yeah, uh, trip looks almost dally. 
it, it does kind of uh, but from the Spanish school anyways yeah, yeah, something like that uh, yeah do me a favor uh, trip uh, don't send me anything else if there, no just no if you've got anything else that's like that art wise uh, yeah no no just keep that shit to yourself you want to send me porn links? Fine. I got no problem with this. this no. No. <laughs> this is, no. No. Send me send me pictures. Send me doctored pictures of skin with those uh, lotus holes in them with eyeballs in the middle of it all. I'm fine with that. Okay? This shit? Don't do this again. Okay? Just, just, just you and me? Don't do yeah. that again. <laughs> Appreciate that. Glad you're having a good time with that. Oh, God. It's Gonna be what the hell it is. Um, okay, back on the track. What the hell are these people thinking? What they're getting out of it? Um, well, like we said, uh, with the Mormons and the J Dubs, we know full well that they're looking to get more people in their uh, in their group. But if you want to talk about who's really looking to get more people into their organization, I can only do this once. And get away with it because I know for well that Dallin's gonna give me shit for it later. The Church of Scientology. Oh my freaking god! You want more people in your organization because you want to get more money? That's the group, man. That's the group. Come on, Bridget. You 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 started. Go ahead. I, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, they want rich and famous people so they can get lots and lots and lots of money. Yeah, that's a racket. Yeah, Wish I thought of it. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, probably millions. Well, no, no, no. Uh, uh, ten, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of thousands of dollars until you finally really get started to be told the truth of it all and the hydrogen bombs and the spirits and the volcanoes and the Zenu Zenu <laughs> and, 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 and the, the interplanetary travel and, and uh, UFOs that look like, what was it? B-52s? Right? I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> kind of Fucking. I don't yeah, know. I, it, it's amazing, though, because, you know, a, a select few humans who have understood how fucking manipulable, many manipulable people are. And uh, but, you know, they don't even have the imagination to come up with, like, uh, a more credible plot line <laughs> for their backstory. That's incredible. Oh, it's even worse than that. I mean, you you, you consider, oh, it was a spaceship that looked like a. Uh, at World War Two era uh, aircraft, yeah, the USS Enterprise looked nothing like any of those aircraft. It was completely new and novel, and they were doing something that was just as fictitious, and weren't selling. Um, uh, they were selling edic uh, uh, pendants and, and, and pointy latex ears and, and uh, flashlights in the, in the shape of a gun and, and, and um, you know, they're, they're selling the, these kind of whatever. Anyway, you, you get the idea. Whatever. But I mean, it was it was a lark. They knew it was a show. They knew it was fiction. 
and they weren't trying to rope people in to um, spend millions of dollars eventually and such. I don't know, man. Really just don't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, see, like I said, I got this one contact that wants to jump out of my face and, and uh, it hurts because it's getting caught on my eyeball and it's like, no, nah, I don't want to stay in there. Oh. Like, you stay there. And it's my left eyeball. It's this one, which is making Ouch. it really difficult on me because that's the side where the microphone's on. So I don't realize where my arm is and if I hit the microphone, which I did it's the first time I've done that in a long time. Sorry. I'll shut up now. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, the Church of Scientology. Um, yeah, never mind them being a huge monetary racket. Never mind them being a cult in, um, well, I was going to say in in uh, in deed, if not name, which I guess is much more properly accurate. They are um, legitimately scary in that they wanted to take over parts of the U.S. government, and they kind of did for a while. <sighs> Yeah, that um, project, Project Snow White, as I recall, and they got away with it too, to a certain degree. But isn't that what the uh, what do they call that E Street? There's a there's a group, um, a religious group since Kennedy. Um, they're actively trying to insert uh, as many evangelical. Uh, members into the into US politics as possible I don't know but definitely the the evangelicals in the US have been pushing for that since I mean really pushing for that hard since uh, I would say the late 70s yeah I mean you you start really hearing a lot of it with uh with reagan which was really weird to me because you know you look back on it now uh carter was a georgia boy but yeah. reagan was Rick. you know our first events for liquid dummy uh wait i'm sorry i missed something what was that again our our first ventriloquist dummy uh, the president put in place to do to say all the right things and do all the right uh, he was almost a robot himself yeah, to a certain degree and he did some really really highly questionable he did some really wrong things mm -hmm. but he did some really questionable things too but that's the thing is people people in the the evangelical leaders and like people behind the scenes you know um they discovered that you know putting somebody forward to do their bidding is uh, much easier than coming forward themselves and trying to control everything and well you know with trump i think they got a little more than they bargained for but um i think it more or less started with reagan and i, I would agree with that I would agree with that because he ended up with um let's see if memory serves billy graham had been 
on talking bases with various presidents going back to oh hell JFK I think I could be wrong is could it be wrong. is it just me or is it um is it f funny how this corresponds to the advent of television um I don't think that, I I don't think that there's a, a a causal piece here. And going and going back to your popularity cult, what you were talking about earlier, it um, seems to seems to tie it all together. Maybe to a certain degree, um, only because of the visual aspect, um, the the charisma part, mass manipulation, and charisma. And yeah, there's a lot of things. Tech, technology ties a lot of things together for these people. Mm. Gives them the means of uh, spreading their manipulation beyond their normal, you know, because religion was something that operated locally until uh, until radio, anyways. You know, uh, yeah. every most people would never see in their lifetime the outside of their village or town, but. Um, with technology, you know, uh, people can see and travel much farther and wider. So, yeah, and only because I happen to know about it, it's because of some of those, um, some of that uh, evangelicalism, ev ev evangelizing, yeah, on radio, that got the FCC to have the teeth that it did, because a woman. Take this one. A woman who was uh, who had a, a radio station of her own back in the early 1900s, I believe is what it was, did not want to adhere to the frequency that she was supposed to be transmitting on and was transmitting wherever the hell she felt like it and, you know, putting out her word. And the radio commission, I forget what it was actually called at the time basically finally came down on her and said uh no you're not allowed to do that you're going to either sit on your frequency like we told you or you're getting out of the business it was one of those things that kind of set the uh, help help i'm being oppressed yeah wouldn't surprise me if that was tried to be used no she 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 did she she put up a stink that said uh, uh god's word will not be infringed and will not be uh, will not be contained by the likes of man or and that's very common shit like that yeah it is extremely common because it's in the religion to say hey you know anybody that uh denounces you or 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 tries to shut you down you're obviously being uh, oppressed and uh, the oppressed shall win so you know fight yeah, back because, it's a good yeah, thing and because of that whole martyr piece. Uh, by the way, Joseph, uh, Stephanie is saying over here, uh, Joseph is in denial if he thinks it was television that was the start of this. I don't think that you think it was the start of it all. I think that it, for you, from the way that you're describing it, it sounds like that you're thinking that it it, uh, it precipitated a much faster, uh, a much faster... Um, I think denial's a bit strong since I was asking a question. Yeah. No, no, uh, but uh, I, I, th I think that your point was that uh, yes, with uh, with the advent of mass media, yeah. that it started and, to become a, a much greater and widespread piece versus did, just the localities. Yeah, and I did mention radio. Yeah. I mean, and no, no, no worries. I, I just wanted to make sure that we we got that clarified because you know, 
and and she's even saying you know fair comment so hmm. good enough there but uh the the idea of mass media helping to pull these people together whether for good or for ill cannot be denied i mean radio i mean shit or am radio transmits is is able to be received farther away than people really give it credit for i mean if you were to go out at night for instance if any of you were wanting to be up for whatever reason you know when it's the dark hours if you tooled around on the am radio dial in your car outside you'll still be able to hear a whole bunch of radio stations outside of the ones that are local to you some stuff that's 500 300 a thousand miles away and comes in just fine i mean from here in the buffalo market i can hear radio stations from uh, philadelphia new york city um chicago detroit i'm trying to remember where some of the other ones were but i mean you, you get the idea it you know radio is is propagates incredibly well depending on the frequency but the difference is with television not only was it a matter of you know being able to see the oh god i can't believe i'm going to say it this way the cultist but we then had the ability of transmitting it not just in a rough circle around where the transmitting tower was but they had put in the infrastructure so that you could get the signal repeated farther and farther and farther away so instead of covering an area of you know some let's say 40 miles around a transmitter you could then go from one transmitter to another to a third and have another 40 miles around each one of those and cover an area that's just massive for a relatively low amount of money when all is said and done because well you sell advertising time and you pull in that time because people are interested in it and well you know it's all a money-making ploy all the way down along with the turtles and isn't that all what it's about isn't it when all is said and done isn't that really the answer to the question what are they getting out of it money the scientologists hundreds of thousands upon millions of dollars in book sales for dianetics for getting up to the next level and the next level and the next level in the organization the catholic church keeps saying you know 10 percent gross off the top I have no idea what the rest of the, you know, Christians do. Uh, I have no idea what ends up happening with any of the others, whether Baptists or, or or the Jews or the Muslims or the Sikhs or, sorry, the Sikhs or anybody else. But it all comes down to money, doesn't it? I mean, really, when all is said and done. It's money and it's it's influence for the uh, for everybody else. I mean, 
and only because I know that we're, you know, getting pretty close onto it. Um, tech, to do, do you do you have any recollection as far as to uh, for uh, uh, for uh, the the uh, the folks uh, in the Jewish areas? Uh, what kind of what you're expected to give to uh, the synagogues to help keep them afloat? Um, no, uh, I never, nobody ever told me that, you know, you should tie 10% or anything like that. But don't forget when I was Jewish, I was a kid. I wasn't an adult making a paycheck or anything like that. Yeah. I've never uh, around the Jewish families that I, um, had in the family as well as other ones I hung out through friends and things like that. Um, I never heard anyone ever talk of how much, or even brag about how much they donated to their local temple. You know, I never heard about that. I did hear about who was going to um, have, who, who had a new baby and it was a boy, so they're going to have their breasts and, uh, you know, who was going to so-and-so's bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, depending boy or girl, you know, those sorts of things. I heard more about the social gatherings uh, with, you know, all the religious connotations and who was going to be there and, you know, wh what venue it was at. Was it being held at the temple or such and such site or, you know, those are the things we all heard about. We didn't hear about bragging about who gave the biggest chunk of their paycheck. I have heard Christians do that before, though. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of a weird, you know, juxtaposition, you know, when you're somebody brought up with both backgrounds and you're going, these people over here are talking about money. And these people over here are talking about the importance of an event in, you know, their a child or adult's life and the importance of having family and friends there and, uh, you know, making sure it goes off well and that, you know, everything is going according to plan. So, and yeah, I hear some of that on the Christian side of stuff too. But uh, I can honestly say I have heard more people in regards to Jesus lovers talk about money than on the Jewish side of the community. Not that it doesn't happen. My personal experience. I'm more than willing to think that it, does that there, there there's other means of bragging about money and so on and so forth on the Jewish side of the community. Um, and I have definitely heard people on both sides of the spectrum here talk about what somebody else was wearing. Oh and, yeah. And that whole dress up for Sunday thing. Oh my God. We went to temple on, and, you know, and uh, on, on the Sabbath and they were wearing such and such. And I, I heard that once or twice. They hear it very much. But I heard it a few times. I heard a lot more of it again on the Jewish side of things, or not the Jewish, the Jesus side of things, the, the Christian side of things, than the Jewish side of things. So it was weird, man, seeing that that weird difference between the two of them, and yet they're both worshiping the same bloody God. And and I don't, and I didn't say bloody, you know, unintentionally. Well, it's funny enough. Hold, hold on to that thought for just a second. Um, I'm going to send something through our group chat, and I want you to mute your microphone while you read it because uh, it was something that's been percolating in my head from uh, from earlier when we talked about uh, uh, setting up our own um, 
uh, scientists setting up our, our, uh, their own uh, religion and whatnot. And this thought had run through my head and I was trying to figure out if I should say it out loud or not. So you, I want you to read it in particular and I want your, your mic off so you don't start laughing. But um, Bridget, because you, you also had, you know, a very cult Christian group that you kind of grew up in uh, the, the money part, never mind the whole um, social influence part. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if you have any recollection on, on what that was for you. Well, I know that people were, um, yeah, very obvious about tithing their 10%. They would write the amount of money on the outside of the envelope that they were putting in the collection plate and all that stuff. Um, and of course there was the gossiping about, did you see what she was wearing? Oh, and, uh, you know, wear as much jewelry as possible, really expensive outfits, things like that. And, uh, speak very ill towards others who, you know, were not able to do so. It was, it was awful. And of course, uh, as the expression goes, God help you if you wore a t-shirt and jeans to church. You would not have been allowed in the building like that. Yeah. It just would not have happened. <laughs> yeah, because it's not it's, come as you are. It definitely was not. <laughs> yeah, because of course, you know, I mean, what what God would care what you're on the inside. I mean, it's all everything that's on the outside that counts, right? Well, you were supposed to bring your very best to God or some such. Yeah, even even when I was a kid, it was it was always dress up for Sunday. You know, mm -hmm. as the expression goes, you know, you wear your Sunday best. Yep. Uh, a whole other thing. Um, and of course, because of the way that you're, uh, shit, I forgot what that what the, what was the name of, of of the group again for you? Church of Christ. Church of Christ. Um, yeah. Can can we just? Can we just call them Cult of Christ and just yeah. be done with it? I mean, sure. Uh, we have a Facebook group that's former Kool Aid drinkers. It's nothing but Church of, ex Church of Christ. <laughs> um. Wow. I, I gotta. I gotta imagine that's a pretty locked down group. And um, oh yeah, track of... I participate. <laughs> well, you, you've 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 got ins on that one because I mean, oh you... yeah, yeah. But you have to be an ex COC to to be in there. Yeah. And no proselytizing's allowed of any kind. Um, did you just say ex Cox? I'm pretty <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> wow, wow, the the that whole thing, what yeah. she said, yeah. she, just to finish reading. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Behave, behave, tech, behave. Him behave. Did you read what I wrote? Yes. yes. Where did you get that from? Right you made, here. It, up. You made right. it up. That's that. That was what were, okay. that was what ran through my head, and it was like it, it was when it was, I was reading that. I'm going, oh god, there is somebody who does not understand Judaism who thinks this something like this actually occurs, because um, I I had uh, I remember I met a guy uh, that I made friends with um, in high school who did not know anything about Judaism, but had heard a rumor that a moil when performing circumcision would bite the foreskin off and consume it. Uh, I was like, dude, not a 
fucking chance in hell. Well, you, well, you're you're a little bit close on mm. putting mouth to area where it's really disgusting, gross, and should not be done. But that's way take that. Yeah, no. And so I was when I was reading this, I was on uh, on my screen. It's over here. Uh, when I was reading uh, your st the the statement you put in there, I was like, okay, I could see somebody who does not have an understanding of these kinds of practices coming up with the idea of something like this. Yeah, and and you can understand why I didn't want to say it out loud now. Well, I scared the cat when I finished reading it, and then when her comment came on board, uh, you know, I doubled down on the laughter. So it was a good thing I had to mic. Okay, yeah, that's that's kind of it's kind of what I was expecting. Um, although she, she just meowed at me, she is very upset with me. I'm so well, completely upset. <laughs> and however, there is also the other the other piece, Bridget, of uh, and you was in the medical field. You you've heard about the people who think that it's a good idea to consume the placenta after birth. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Just no, Ugh. no. Look, there, there, there are a lot of things that are that are okay to um, uh, stir fry in a wok or or even deep fry. I, I would have not recommend that. I, I no, no. <laughs> I have deep fried bacon before, and it it was glorious. It, it, well, yeah, I've deep fried turkeys, and a properly done turkey that way is a thing of beauty. It is the holy grail of Thanksgiving turkey, turkey and bacon and deep fry it. No, no, no. Oh. no, no, no. Don't need don't need to. See, that's that's the thing. Don't need to. <laughs> it's not a matter of need, it's a matter of I know, desire. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, no. Yeah, no, that's yeah. That's no. <laughs> I mean cows do that, but you know, I'm not a cow. Cows wrap things in bacon? No. Eat from placentas. No, that's uh, that's haggis. Oh wait, no, no, that's no stomach. That's completely. Uh, Sorry, Scottish people. God, I can't believe I'm gonna get away with this one, but I'm going to. That's a horse of a different color. <laughs> I got away with it. Anyway, um, so yeah. <laughs> I think that maybe the final takeaway for the whole damn thing, um, as far as I'm concerned, what do these groups get out of breaking the prime directive, even still on Earth? The personal glory of being able to say, I bagged one of the last dodos. Sorry, I remember the cartoon. Yeah, I know, I know, I, and that kind of runs through my head too. But I bagged the last dodo, I shot the last carrier pigeon, I ran the last buffalo off the cliff. You know, being able to say that I bagged the last one because man is the final game to be hunted, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I, I can't end on anything more more than that so you know whatever guys you know you, you talk about um the first amendment in your title and the prime directive part of the prime directive is not interfering with things that are going on and part of the first amendment now granted there's more to it than just the fact that the government will not you know uh favor one religion or any religion for that matter over any other in the government um 
the prime directive doesn't really hold true for ourselves in so much as we are one interconnected people in today's day and age with outliers that are not connected. And those outliers may choose to not connect with the rest of the world. I don't know how that will end for them. Um, usually when the majority of a population goes one way and the smaller part goes another, the smaller part historically wanders off and dies or dies out or is pushed out or is destroyed by the larger group. Not always the case. We don't know what's going to happen with these people. I hope we continue to leave them alone, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, you can make predictive models all day long, but until the time comes, it's still technically a guessing game. Well, and my understanding is it's just a small population left of them anyway, so they, they, they won't expect that out. Yep. It may only take a, one more person visiting the island un, unwanted, and they have some very, very violent version of the flu, mm -hmm. and poof, gone. Yep. yep. And there'll be another footnote in history. Um, and that seems to be the case with the human species, that we keep making these transitions that in the long run, assuming we don't kill ourselves or die out, will just be another smaller footnote that as history and time goes by, will get smaller and smaller and smaller. What isn't happening so much is that the religion is still hanging around. Yes, there are more nons now, at least there are more open nons now than there have been before that we have documented and are aware of. And by nons, I mean people who have claimed no religion, atheistic nature or agnostic. Um, there are more now than ever before that are openly documented in senses and such. Um, that may be a continuing trend going forward as education continues to spread out, as more and more people have access to the internet and all, this, uh, all these resources and such. It may not. The next great religion might come out and dwarf everything and roll back the curtain and roll back the time frame and you know people will now be swallowed up by another dogma it's really easy for humanity to have for people in general to have a a, a mindset uh, a fall into a particular mindset of one thing or another that's not apparently and presently harmful to them even though it may be harmful to them later on. Well, I, uh, I know that in my case with the internet, uh, had had the internet been around when I was in high school, as far as like, you know, ubiquitous like it is, mm -hmm. there's no way in hell I would have been allowed to use it. I would have been shielded from it. There's actual kids who have uh, laptops when they go to college and they have software on their laptops that lock them down. And if it's if they try to go to a website and it's not pre-approved by that software, which is cre uh, created managed by um, uh, certain religious organizations, then they can't visit those sites. So if you had somebody in your family who was that controlling, or a member of a church that was that controlling, it'd be quite possible that yeah, okay, great, there's these other sites, but you can't visit them, and then you'd have to run the risk of. Am I willing to look over my roommate's 
had at their laptop or in computer class used them, you know, these other machines. It, it, it's one of those things you just don't know. Oh, there um, were documentaries I was not allowed to watch because, you know, it would have shown that there were civilizations older than, uh, you know, the Israelites and, and whatnot. There you go. <laughs> so it, it's just, yeah, it, it seems some things are getting better, but. Well, the, 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 the fundamentals, you know, they, when the technology came, they took full advantage of it to quote unquote, get the word out, but it seems now it's uh, coming back to bite them in the ass. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Which is why we see so many people in positions of authority fighting education of the masses in so many countries. Mm -hmm. Because you keep them dumb, you can, you can keep them quote unquote under control. And that doesn't hold always true. Keep them in their childhood state. But eventually, children rebel. And that's where we get our wars and conflicts and everything else as part of it. I know we're getting towards the end of the show, but um, so I won't get too much into it. But this model goes all the way back to. Uh, what they call the dark ages um, where you would just have local communities who had no contact with the outer world. And the only networking at the time was um, the clergy leaders. You know, they had a, a political line that would go back to the Vatican, but outside of that, there was the, the rest of the world didn't exist. Yeah. And so they're trying like hell to, to impose that model to cut people off, like through even through your software you were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. to, to keep people from seeing uh, outside of their um, imposed little bubble. And, and we can see the results of that kind of stuff in John. Okay. To, to wrap it up, John, he, he, he was Christian missionary, but that's not why he died. He died due to ignorance imposed upon him by his dogma his christianity his christianity gave him that mental um, buffer that that mental push that even though he knew by his very actions and the things that he was requesting of the fishermen he knew that to give the bribe was wrong. To ask of the people to break the law was wrong. He had other people break the law just so that he could go and try to convert people, which is what his religion was telling him to do. He was doing the greater good, but he, but he was doing wrong. But the greater good outweighed that. Mm -hmm. And that's what religion does. That's what dogmas do. They allow you to do harm and justify it. Well, in his attempt to do so, these people who did not want him there, did not want anybody there, and were willing to kill to keep that uh, space sacred to themselves, took action. So religion literally kills. And while a lot of people here in the States, they are born, raised, live, have families and die under their religion, you know, by living a nice long life, natural life, and don't end up having arrows sticking out of them. Yeah, uh, they supported the group that got that guy an arrow and a noose and everything else. 
as well as the pederasts and you know we can dub we, we, that 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 could just spiral out of control for all the hell that religions have caused but he, that's the point is that to validate wrong actions religion is excellent at that yeah um I don't know, uh, Joseph. Was there anything uh, last that you wanted to drop in? Well, just on, on that last point, Tech made uh, the wrong actions. Um, if you follow that a bit further, you'll see that it's the it's programming the many to serve the well-being of the few. And you know, um, whether it be evil or good or whatever, but but that's that's the purpose is to serve the leadership to serve the religion itself and um, the the religious leaders they tend to be uh, well first off they look down on their flock as um, manipulable so you know they, they tend not to care about uh, humanity or anything at all outside of their own well-being. Yeah, once again, there's a lot to unpackage there. <laughs> but um... hey, here's an idea: if you're a Christian or any religious, you're, you're a theist, and you have this bright idea, or you're given the bright idea, right? Like, say, your local uh, religious organization, group, family, whatever that you're going to go venture out of your own country into a land where they don't have your beliefs and proselytize. Talk to a non-theist real quick and say, hey, look, I'm planning on going to do this in such and such region. What do you think? If the non-theist is worth any salt, they'll have at least pulled up that region in Google and go, oh, look, you know, you go into this region and you try to convert, like Saudi Arabia, uh, you could be labeled a terrorist, go to jail, and die. Which, you know, you just have to try to convert somebody. Uh, me existing in Saudi Arabia can get me declared a terrorist and die. <laughs> we tend to look things up if we want to travel because we want to know where we, we need to make sure that nobody knows what we are so that way we don't get killed. And there's a few places like that for Christians, but not as many as there used to be. There's definitely an island like that. And that'll go for pretty much anybody trying to get over there, mm -hmm. Christian or not. Oh, yeah. Is, um, over there going, hey, look, we'd like to present you with nothing. <laughs> Bam. Speaking of cults, I did some reading over the last week, and uh, apparently the Church of Christ is in serious decline and having to close up several congregations weekly. Yes. Um, I believe I speak for all of us when I say, "Oh, great thing." <laughs> Aww. it's a, it's a pity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, funny enough, I, I, I suddenly had a thought. And I, I, I've been, you might have heard me click it around a little bit. I was going looking for, uh, believe it or not, a Star Trek reference that to, to kind of uh, finish this whole damn thing off. 
Um, and it, it took me a little bit of hunting because I couldn't find what I was looking for in my usual collection of Star Trek, you know, wiki stuff. But um, I, I, I had to find this one. From the Next Generation episode, The Naked Now, which admittedly was <laughs> not the highlight of the Star Trek franchise by any stretch of the imagination. It was still the, the second episode. Shit, yeah. The second episode. It, not good. But the Enterprise had to deal with the SS Tsiolkovsky, named for Konstantin uh, Tsiolkovsky. And if it sounds like I'm having a little bit of a hard time pronouncing his name, yeah, Russian dude, Russian names, it's what you get. But what I was looking for was the dedication plate on the bridge of the Tsiolkovsky because it has a quote of his that I think kind of sets this out correctly. And the quote is, the earth is the cradle of humanity, but mankind cannot stay in the cradle forever. Hmm. So the quote, but in this particular case, what does it have to do with this one guy being shot dead by an isolated peoples? Who gets to choose when that group of humanity is going to get kicked out of the cradle? Who has that authority? Reminds me, uh, childhood's end? See, that's a whole other thing, and I'm not going down that because I sure as hell don't want to have to answer to the moral question of it at all. Yeah. But in the meantime... It's late. We got to get out of here. And yes, I did finish my Guinness. And it was far and away better than the one that I had last time. And I may actually have another one of these because I had to buy four. So we will see what happens. In the meantime, we need to close up shop. So, of course, everybody, thank you very much for being part and parcel with us. We hope that you had yourself a good time listening and have found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and all this. So, thank you guys uh, especially for being with us, especially considering that it is just quote-unquote just post-Thanksgiving and post-Black Friday here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and other parts. And um, I love some of the Black Friday videos that came out. They had like one or two people walking in a door with all these employees wondering where the hell all the customers were. They were fantastic. There was <laughs> so, it, it was so much nicer to see that than to see people crushing other people to death over the latest sale. Yeah. Literally crushing people to death. And that's the thing that scares the shit out of me most of the time. So anyway, so Let's go ahead and uh, say goodnight, everybody. Joseph, thank you very much for your time. You have a uh, you have a good rest of your morning, and um, I saw some of the stuff that you were doing over there on uh, Facebook, the the 3D recreations. Wow, that's some that's I'm rather impressed with the work that you're working on, man. No, thank you. Uh, it's kind of an experiment. I'm not sure where this is going, but uh, yeah, um, it kind of looks like something out of Minecraft for the time being, but. Uh, well, uh, let me say, if uh, 
with the 3D rendering technology, if you let that thing run all night, you can get something that looks like a photo. But it's an interesting project. So we'll see where it goes. I'm glad you appreciate it. Thanks. No worries, man. Take care. You too. Tech, um, we, we, we're past your two-hour point, and um, I know what you said before we got started. So. <laughs> and it's still true. Well, fair enough. We'll get you out of here real quickly. Because I'm almost done with this. I've already finished the other cup. This has only got about a quarter left to go. All right. So, uh, Sniper, we'll, we'll get you out of here really quickly. You take care of yourself. Have a good rest of your weekend, man. I think I will. Um, some things seem to be going better than they should, and other things are still up in the air. But, um, you know, ducks are getting lined up in a row. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, and by the way, if you didn't already see it, uh, over there at uh, ThinkGeek, the old school Bluetooth communicator is uh, about 110 bucks right now. Last I checked. So, uh, oh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 100 bucks. 99.99. It's wait, it's come down to 100. It's 99.99. Save up to 30. Yeah, it was 149.99. It's currently on sale for 99.99, and it is in stock. Uh, oh, it even comes with its own display case. Yes, yes, it does. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> this is what this we do one, to each other. one that you were using at one point for a microphone? I, no, I, I, I don't have that. I have, I have the, the, like, $25 toy version yeah. crappy thing. Oh, this comes with its own, um, nice, display stand and, yeah, and nice charging and base. And yeah, yep. yeah, I know, I know. I know I want God, one. It's beautifully made. I, I, I ain't getting one. I ain't getting one, but uh, I, I would love, but different thing, different thing. Christmas is still coming. Gravis so is still coming. We'll, we'll figure about that. Yeah. So you, you have a good morning. Yeah, absolutely. You have a great morning too. Bridget, I finally get around to you. You, you, you have yourself a good rest of your morning and uh, glad you're able to stay conscious and awaken and everything. And, and thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you that are thinking, is he going to say it? Yes, I can get away with actually saying it. That's what she said. <laughs> I fell into that one. You did. So people want to find you. You can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch, or find me at my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. And for the record, by the way, uh, the picture that was sent over, earlier that I, I kind of put up on the screen for you all. If you want to take a look over at uh, the Discord channel that I've got set up, uh, link should be in the description for the uh, uh, for the show. Uh, I posted it up over there so folks can take a look at it for themselves and um, try to go yeah, man, shit, I don't know either. <laughs> Figure it out from there. Uh, it Oops. looked like there was a, a, it looked like a date of 1903 on it. I could be wrong. Mm. Pretty hellish looking, yeah. Yeah, considering the trip, and it said that it was supposed to be the seven, uh, the seven layers of hell, layers of dip. I don't know what uh -huh. that. Whatever. Anyway, uh, we'll kind of, I'll copy and paste the stuff over in there, and we'll kind of figure yeah. it from there. Stephanie's already part in the thing. What? Do you have an author on that? The painting. I don't, off the top of my head. Although uh, supposedly. Uh, the, supposedly they, they had given uh, a couple of names. I, I don't know off the top of my head. It was, it was really, really bizarre dreams, that's for sure. 
yeah, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna have any more beer tonight and, and then look at that and try and figure it out because I don't <laughs> know. Anyway, so thank you all for being part and parcel of this all. Uh please don't forget, of course, to check out Beyond the Trailer Park, which is going to be on Monday night, or should be, assuming that things go the way that they're supposed to. Um, considering the heretic woman is not doing real good, uh next show will be um I, I guess we'll figure out closer into it. And I say we, although I've got nothing to do with it, but that's all other thing. Um, if you would like to get the audio only version of the show, please take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. The link for the show is over on the left-hand side. You might need to remember to click on the, um, the symbol instead of the, the word link over there. Cause WordPress is, weird that way whatever if you'd like to get in touch with us all of our contact links are over there plus if you'd like to send a voicemail message number is 859 hctv 554 859-428-8554 i would really like to not get voicemail spam from robocallers for a change thank you that'd be great whatever i i, I see it and it's just like oh robocaller delete whatever doesn't matter simple that way but um of course, for the guys over there on the uh, live chat, I appreciate it. Stephanie, Trippin, you guys have been great. Thank you very much. Uh, of course, as always, I'm sorry that I can't respond to every last thing, but you know for well, I'm, I'm reading, I'm looking, and I'm making sure of all the stuff. But in all seriousness, thank you very much. Uh, I hope everybody had themselves a safe holiday for those of you that celebrated. For those of you that didn't celebrate it, uh, I hope Thursday was uh, otherwise uneventful. I, I don't know. Uh, and if anybody is wondering what to send me for Christmas, um, how about uh, a box of um, a, a box of the uh, cappuccino bars from Thornton's? Or the That'd be great. How about the uh, Star Trek communicator? Uh, well, see, uh, I can I can always get you know the the, the communicator uh, eventually, but. Thornton's candies, dude. You you've never had those. No, but I did. Uh, I did take your advice on the Canadian syrup versus New York, <laughs> and uh, uh, my SO is uh, once swore off maple syrup has not done. It has has removed the swearing off part, and so I'm buying another bottle for mom and dad. You you got you got the good stuff, did you? I got the good stuff. No. Yeah, for anybody. Yeah, I tried it how myself. I tried it myself, and while I still like the flavor of New York maple syrup because I grew up out there, you know, I, I grew up near an apple farm and a maple oh farm and everything oh else, and there is nothing quite like when it comes fresh off. You know, when you get it I, fresh from the farmers. No, I got you. I got you. What I used to be able to get. This is very good. It's a different flavor. Compared a little bit different flavor compared to what I'm used to, but it's still very good, and it's it was definitely worth the money. Yes, I'm proud of myself now. Shut up. <laughs> so you all have yourselves a great rest of your weekend. We will be looking forward to seeing you next week. Uh, what's going to be happening with uh, the show as we get into December? I'll be buggered if I if I have any idea. I don't even, I, I I don't even know what's happening next week. So we'll figure out from there. But in the meantime. Take care of yourselves. Please be safe, especially with the holiday season, with the shopping. Just 
park in the back of a parking lot and walk the extra 50 meters. Seriously, yeah. it's not worth getting into an argument with somebody who wants to get into a parking spot with you. It's really not. Just just extra walking, whatever. Don't worry about it. And with the bad weather driving, just, of course, be careful. Yeah. We will see you all next week. And until that point, as always, take care of yourselves. I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And, of course, as always, I love you, Fuj. I'm glad that we're able to have Thanksgiving here again. Not quite the same. But we did. Not today, Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Of course, as always, until the next time we get together, everybody. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.